this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week we bring to you a woman who's going to help you in some very, very important part of your life. How about your relationships? How about your business, the business you want to develop? How about the business you have? How about your health? How about staying fit and vital? Or, again, how about your self-esteem? Well, my guest this week is Sandra Ford Walston, and she's better known as the Courage Expert. Sandra is a principal of 20-year leadership consulting firm based in Denver, Colorado. She is a trailblazer, a pioneer in the field of feminine behaviors of courage and non-gendered courageous leadership. Isn't that what we all need and want? Now, she's also an instructor at the University of Denver and provides skill-based training programs for some of the most well-respected public and private blue-chip businesses and companies and organizations all over the world. And she's written lots of books, three of them, numerous articles, including the chapter in our book, the new book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is available now in your bookstores, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon.com, of course. So, again, her chapter is How Women Can Hit the Bullseye with Courage Every Time. So I'm, I'm so excited to have Sandra come back uh, and, and to be a leading woman and talk about being courageous, and that's what we all are, courageous women. <laughs> I'm happy to welcome Sandra Ford Walston back to Conversation to Smart, Amazing Women. Sandra, thank you so much for being back, coming back and talking with me. You're one of my leading, you're one of our leading women. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on, Nancy. I'm looking forward to this. Well, you know, it's it's a great story, but, uh, you know, bringing 20 women together to collaborate and bring the leading woman book to the to the world is uh, really a passion of mine, and I think it's becoming a passion of everyone. Well, everyone I chose that we chose for the book, we felt like you all had that passion and drive, too, to really, really get your messages out, to really help women to become leaders or make their dreams come true. So, uh, again, I want to thank you for your participation and becoming one of the leading women. Well, I'm honored to be uh, be included. Well, thank you. And today is about you because I've done radio for about five years, these podcasts and conversations for about five years. And, and I love it when people, women say, and I say, well, I want to help you. Uh, it's about, this is about you. It's your story, how you became who you are. That sometimes they go, really? Really? You want to help me? But that's exactly what, what uh, this is all about, is really about helping you to collaborate with other women about helping them to to live their very best lives. And, of course, you are the courage expert, but you're also about helping uh, especially women find their passion, especially when it comes to leadership. And, and a lot of women have trouble with that term. But first, let's talk about your story, because how you became the Sandra today, the, the courage expert, you had to go through your own process, your own path, your own journey, and I think that sometimes is the most important thing for women to hear because sometimes we think women, another woman has it all together and it was so easy for her, but we all know that's not the truth. No, there's always um, big defining moments in each of our lives, and many times that major defining moment ripples through all of the other defining moments that are not as large as maybe that significant one. And if you're asking, you know, how did I come up with this 
um, insight uh, to research to awaken women around the world to the feminine behaviors of courage is really one of those simple uh, simple stories of um, um, I was in, moved from California to Colorado with my fiance, and five months after we moved here, and I'd sold my condo, he decided he was not committed. So it's not a sensational or a great story, but yeah. what it did is in, in that defining moment, a voice came to me, and that's the best that I can say, is that it was truly a voice that said uh, two things. You know, first you need to just reinvent yourself. Well, I mean, we women are very good about reinventing ourselves, and that is one of the 12 behaviors of courage. And then the voice said to me, and then you need to write books and awaken women to the feminine behaviors of courage. Well, that was a cosmic joke because I was not a writer. Um, I had never dreamed about being a writer. I didn't journal as a cathartic kind of approach uh, for uh, self-awareness. And so I was, for the first time ever in my uh, diverse career, challenged to find out how can I write and what do I need to do and how do I research it. And that's how it started. So as a trailblazer uh, in awakening women to the feminine behaviors of courage so that they live in their true self, that's my simple story. It still boggles my mind in, in the year 2015 that women still have, this, have difficulty with the term leadership. They have difficulty with the term of power. They have difficulty with the concept of competition that, you know, again, you know, nice girls do this, not not nice girls don't do this. But, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to women before, and uh, actually I'm a part of an organization it's called Female Leaders in Philanthropy. I think we've talked about that. And I've asked women to join, you know, because they're very philanthropic. They, they really have great, you know, skills and good you know, background, whatever, and they go, oh, well, I'm not a leader. I can't, I can't be a member of FLIP because I'm not a leader. And, and you just kind of look at them like, what do you mean you're not a leader? So well, that, I find the same thing is that women tend to discount. If I say I really admire your courage that you took a risk yeah. to change careers or admire your courage that you spoke up in that meeting when you could be ostracized, they have a very hard time owning and embracing this big word called courage. And it's interesting to me because I my research is in the foundation of the etymology of the world, which, word, which is medieval old French courage, meaning heart and spirit. So what do I mean by coming from your heart and spirit is is that how frequently on your path on the yellow brick road do you stay in your true self as compared to falling into your false self which would be such as swallowing your voice in a meeting or not taking that risk because you felt uncertainty was too big and you couldn't do it yeah yeah in your research though i mean i guess that's what's important to understand because we really are I think that the, the powerful thing and the, and the amazing thing that's going on is women really are understanding they can be feminine and still be very, very that's successful. Right. And I think this is the best part because, you know, I, personally I can remember where I, when I wore suits with padded shoulders and I wore ties because I was trying to compete or believing that I need to assimilate into this large system and if I was to do so and be successful, I had to be more male-like versus more fe- female-like. And it's interesting to see, and I'm so excited, is now we get to be women now. We actually get to use these feminine mystique and these feminine skills to be successful because we're actually finding out they're pretty darn important. And we we basically, uh, you know, are coming to the table and some of the best leadership in in the country and in newly found business are women who are basically feminine and understand that. 
Yes, and I and I, I so agree, and, and I, I remember, I was very young, but I remember those, quote, older women in downtown L.A. who were trying to become lawyers or, or accountants, and they had on their gray suits with their little tie and yeah. all of that, and I just thought, wow, you know, this is this is what they think they need to be done. But, you know, if we look at, if we go back to courage and how can I stand in my true self, the issue is has a lot to do with linguistics. Because women are very comfortable calling themselves or another woman bold or gutsy or brazen or daring or aggressive or worse yet the B word, but yet they have a difficulty and deflect and discount to embrace the word courage. And I think a lot of that has to do with our social environment, that we think courage has to do with something that's sensational, amazing, tragic, or scandalous, what we see in the media. And my research and what I think the women in leading women on all of their lovely uh, nuggets of insights that they had to support women is that, you know, we, we can be feminine, we can embrace our heart and spirit so that when our time comes to pass on, we are not filled with regrets. We have lived our life in our true self. Yeah, I think courageous is very, very appropriate for this uh, this group of women and also the fact that they have used their voices and are, are taking their time, their talent, and their passion to, uh, and their treasures to make a difference, just as you are. But And, and I love that. You call courage the first of the human virtues. You know, I like that. In fact, the first book, Timeless Women Speak, was called, well, actually the website started out, Courageous Women Change the World. And people had trouble with the word, and that was back in the, early, the late 90s. And I still remember people saying, oh, you can't use that word. You know, that's not a good word. In fact, this book, Powerful Women Change the World for Good. And they went, no, 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 we can't use that word. And it's interesting to see uh, verbiage-wise that people have trouble with that because they were concerned, again, women would, would be deflected by the word courageous, deflected by the word power. And, and to me, I'm like, gee, many Christmas, you know, finally had to reframe it. I mean, it was reframed. It's not, it's not the power to, it's the, I mean, it's not the power of, it's the power to, to, to do the things that you want to do in your life to make a difference. Because, you know, women, we're very good when we see an issue or a problem about taking care of it. But you almost have to convince a woman, as far as leadership goes, by doing what you're doing and taking the lead, you're going to do these things. You're going to help make this change occur. You're going to help solve this problem or take care of these issues. And women just jump right in then. I mean, there, there's, there's no doubt, there's no trouble even even explaining it. After that, they're, you know, Katie barred the door. You know, it's going to get done. Well, I, I think I've heard throughout my 20 years of being a trailblazer as the courage expert is that women will say, you know, I never even thought about that word, much less the actions that display courage. And and that's it right there. It is such a big word that there's a mindset, um, and and so so much of our culture looks to physical courage. Um, and yes, there are facets to courage. There's physical courage. There's emotional courage. There's spiritual courage. There's leadership courage. But when our culture focuses predominantly on the physical courage, it it diminishes. Uh, my daily life and the stories like your story and the women that are in leading women um, and their stories and insight and 
So as soon as we can be advocates and start just simply using the word, that will begin to, you know, embrace it. It's and the other thing that's interesting is when I hear people on TV or I hear them talk or whatever, there are examples of what I call heart sayings that really show when they moved into, and my hand is around my heart right now, there's particular heart sayings that I've collected. And one of them has been, you know, I just had to follow my heart, or the heart knows, or I remain true to my heart. Uh And when they say that, they've had this shift to their true self to come from their heart and spirit. And yes, I do think, as Aristotle said, that courage is the first of the virtues, making all of the other virtues uh, possible because it's the heart and spirit, or in Latin, core, just heart. I, I love the word. I've been, it's always been interesting how people uh, have, have deflected from it. You know, the, the other term, of course, is, is the fear. And I believe, you know, this is the one thing, and you talk about being courageous. When we get past our fears, uh, I think that's when we truly become courageous. Everybody's fearful at some time, but when we work through our fears, we become courageous and we're able to to do anything. And I think that's what women are beginning to understand. But again, it's being done by the help of support of other women as well. You know, we've never typically in the past been very good about supporting one another. You know, men men have typically done it and they've they've kidded with each other. They've had their good old boy systems and whatever. But women, we really haven't figured that out. And what's so exciting, that's what's changing. There are groups of women such as this, these 20 women, being created all over the country and all over the world that are saying, wait a minute, not only is it more fun to come together and collaborate and to support one another's efforts and to, and to not recreate the wheel with one another, but to use those skills and that knowledge that one another has, it becomes the yellow book, the, the ultimate referral. And I'll be honest, a lot of the services that I, uh, that I need in my life come from other women. And then they become friendships as well. So and I think men have always known that. You know, you can be friends and you can do business with each other, and it's, and it's so productive. Well, being an advocate for each other is certainly the critical key. Even if you don't really like the woman, you're not going to get together for dinner with her, but just right. be an advocate. Yeah. And you know, only 11% of women perceive themselves as courageous, based upon my research. And I haven't done that same quantitative uh, data across the country with men, but I would speculate for men it's probably around 43 to 52% of men perceive themselves as, as courageous. And then what happens, it starts bending into um, bravery. And bravery yeah. and courage are not synonymous terms. But, you know, the issue on fear for me is a real kind of trigger issue because our culture tends to support um, the distinction, the duality of courage and fear. And as long as we focus on the ego's creation of fear, 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 and all the scripts that we feed each other and discount ourselves and our talent and our, our abilities, we'll continue to stay stuck in that kind of mindset. And I always think about in The Wizard of Oz, a cowardly lion, you know, he's trying to reclaim his courage, but he's immobilized by self-doubt. And so I don't think that my knees have to be shaking and my teeth shattering in order for me to claim my courageous will. Um, I mean, there, there certainly isn't a way to go abracadabra and all of a sudden I'm courageous. And also one size of courage does not fit all. We're all coming with our integral levels of courage consciousness. So if we can look, instead of thinking of fear, but just think every day really is a day of uncertainty. 
but how am I going to approach and stay present? And one of the biggest aspects of a courageous leader is being able to process through reflection. And I've done some research on uh, people who talk about reflection, and it is pro- they say it is the, the one thing that most leaders really don't want to take time to reflect. And in order to stay centered in your true self, you must learn how to take some time to reflect about your behaviors, such as the chatter in the head that says, you know, you can't do that. You, you only know 40%, but yet the man will raise his hand because he only knows 40% also, but he'll get all those women <laughs> on his team to do the project. Yeah, the other key point there is that women are not very good. Well, we we jump from one thing to another. I, I'm bad. I, I mean, I I will be honest. I'm I'm not I'm not very good at this either. I love projects. I love to start something, finish it, and then move on quickly. But I think what women we don't do enough of. We don't reflect. We don't set, we don't celebrate our accomplishments. We don't toot our horns and say, "Gee, I mean." You know, somebody hands you an award and goes, yeah, that's great. And you go, good, great, I'm, on, I'm off to the races, you know. And they say that's one of the issues happening in a lot of uh, the larger companies. Women are getting to the point where, you know, they've got, they've got all the accolades. They've received all the, all the awards, and now they go, okay, what's next? Let's move on. But that, I think that's something that's very, very important for women, not only being courageous, but also being able, as you say, reflect and really look at the the – Challenges, challenges, and then of course the triumphs as far as the the things that that they've done well, and you know, and also celebrate that with other women. You know, I mean, how many, how often do you have a woman come up to you and go, "Hey, guess what? I got an award for being da 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 da." You don't hear that, you know, but you would hear a man walk up and go, "Guess what I got today?" You know, I got a raise, I got an award, and, and we're, we need to understand that we need to celebrate ourselves and celebrate one another to really, again. Um, uh, uplift one another as far as what what our accomplishments are. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, what, that's one of the things I realize is that we don't take time to celebrate. And when I'm working with organizations as a human potential consultant is I say I don't mean getting pizza and beer and get, or going out and getting drunk. I mean just taking time to benchmark um, yeah. that I had the courage, wow, to finally speak up in, the, in that meeting or I had the courage to take on a project that nobody wanted that may have been risk-filled. Um, which women have told me in my interviews that that's one of the things that distinguished them is that they stepped up and had the courage to take on a tough project, a project no one wanted that might, oh my gosh, what if it fails? And that's how you begin to leave a courage legacy. And, and also then to begin to recognize how courage is an inside job. It's about your heart. Yeah. It's about taking that time uh, to reflect. And that's why having a courage-centered life where you begin to distinguish, you know, do I, do I swallow my voice and when it when it comes to risk taking, or do I um, turn turn a blind eye and go into denial when um, someone says something to me and I don't speak up? So it's about a, a courage consciousness level, and we we're all at different levels in that area. Yeah, but, but not only speaking up for for yourself, but for other women. Yes, and I think I think that's a neat thing that's going on right now is women going, hey, wait a minute, I'll stand by you, I'll support you. And when we have our cheerleaders, our coaches, our, our courageous experts standing next to us, it, it sure makes a difference as far as what we believe that we can achieve. You know, and that's the other thing. Women think they need to be trained. They have to X, Y, Z before they can 
take on a job. So it's really about, you know, just moving forward and keep moving forward. And, and again, it's just, I, I think that's happening more and more. We're becoming courageous, but we're also becoming more comfortable in our skins. You know, the unknown is, is, is part of the fun. You know, being courageous is also stepping into situations that you're not sure of. But, but being able to re- reflect back, you know, for me, uh, the most difficult times in my life, you know, that I've I've surged through or I've pushed through, I can now look back and reflect and say, wait a minute, you may think this is going to be a tough one, but remember when when this was tough and you were able to do that. And I think that's where that memory uh, starts to really come in handy for women too, is when we, when we face our fear, yeah, face our fear, and we are courageous, we can look back in the, at that uh, those pieces in our lives and say, hey, you know, I can do this. Right, and that's one of the good things is is to being able to benchmark um, those defining moments in our life and have something to say, okay, well, that was when I had the courage to take a risk or that was when I had the courage to speak up or that was when I had the courage to stand in my convictions. And that's what there are actually 12 behaviors of courage that I that I have called the course wheel, um, source wheel diagram on my website uh, from the um, years of research that I interviewed women. And when you can distinguish those courage behaviors in a concrete way, then you have a communication tool that you can use uh, to help you stay more into your true self. And, you know, it's so interesting, Nancy, the wonderful women in your book and the other talented women that I meet, um, it's, it's all really very simple, it, it, but we tend to make it very complex. Yeah. And um, I, I find that's one of the biggest issues and the hindrances to someone claiming courage as, as an inside job is that the courage concepts are just deceptively simple. Yeah. I mean, basically, what do you see, though, that typically will sabotage a woman as far as achieving her goals or or, or meeting her, her staying stuck in the scripts, you know, kind of like a bad version of Groundhog Day. <laughs> we just keep doing the same thing over and over. It's it's not recognizing into our intuition the first red flag. We women tend to think, well, you know, I'll just rationalize that first red flag, and before you know it, we've got four red flags in our personal life or in our work life where we're uh, where we're feeling discounted. And so, if when you stand in your true self in your courage, you're able to respond in the present to that first red flag. Well, and we don't want to forget your chapter in the book, of course, and that's it's a very good one because we're really talking all about the, the chapter. But the, the chapter is called How Women Can Hit the Bullseye with Courage. <laughs> Every time. And then, yeah, why, why, why is that to be successful? <clears throat> why shouldn't we expect to, to meet our goals? Why, <clears throat> why, why can't we uh, keep dreaming and, and make our dreams come true. I mean, why not? You know, that's my that's, that's my new saying. Why not? Why can't we? Why not? Well, it's interesting that you say that, Nancy, and I love it because um, when I do keynote speaking, um, that's my mantra that I say throughout the whole speech, why not? And I wondered, where did that come from? And it was from a joke that I heard years ago, and I tell people I know three jokes. Two, Two of them I don't have the courage to tell. And the one that I do is, how do you know when you're getting old? And the response is, whether you respond with, why not, or why bother? So like you, my attitude is always, sure, why not? Why not? Why shouldn't I transition in my career? Why shouldn't I, you know, why not, you know, get into something else? And so um, I I do think that's a really, uh, really a good attitude and mantra. 
Well, I, I think we're all, this whole group is about why not, and it has been that way throughout their careers. And That's why I like you all. That's why I love you all. That's why <laughs> we are all leading women together. Well, you've got so much going on on your beautiful website, Sandra. What uh, what do you want people to know about you? You've got books. You've got, like you said, you've got all these information they can go on and learn about what you're doing and helping them to, to make their dreams come true and become the courageous leaders that they, they were born to be. Well, um, as you mentioned, thank you. Um, I have three books uh, that are out, and they're on my website under books. The first two are for women. The first one is the foundation of claiming your courage in your personal life, and then once you're able to claim and apply and reclaim your courage, which has always been there, it's just been forgotten, then the second book, uh, The Courage Difference at Work, A Unique Success Guide for Women, is how you take courage uh, to work. And they can also go on my website and sign up for my free monthly courage newsletter, Sandra Walston, W-A-L-S-T-O-N.com, and start learning as my chapter reveals in Leading Women um, how they can hit the bullseye more frequently because I find organizations have a mission statement and a value statement, but they're not even hitting the target. And I guess I love the bullseyes because I used to do archery. And so I just love the precision and what you have to do to line up to hit the target, much less how frequently do I stay in the zone of the bullseye in my life. I love that. Next time we get together, we need to do some archery and try to see. I haven't done that for a long time, but I used to love to do that. So this is a wonderful, what you're doing is wonderful, you know, again, uh, you definitely are a leading woman. Your, your whole, your whole philosophy, your whole approach, and how you're helping others just fits so nicely into this whole group of amazing women. So I want to thank you for being involved. Uh, I'm glad you chose to say yes. I'm glad you chose to collaborate with us, and I'm looking forward to more of this. I really see this network as becoming a very, very powerful organization, the power to do so many great things in the world and to change the world for good. So I'm, I'm passionate and I'm excited about it. And But again, your website, your books, uh, they are very, very important tools for women. And I, again, congratulate you and thank you so very much. Well, thank you for including me and perceiving value in my work, Nancy. And all the best to you. We'll be in touch and Facebook and the whole thing. Uh, we're going to have to be courageous and go forward with this book, and I know we can do that. So Absolutely. you have a wonderful day, and I will be talking to you. Thank, Thank you. you.